Adi, Reverend Williams. Good morning, sir. The Lord bless you, sir. Hello, good morning. God bless you all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. How are we all doing? I hope the family, everybody is doing great. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Uh, to, to be together, uh, I pray that. It will be a time of, uh, it will be fulfilling and uh, refreshing in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This morning, I had a word from my spirit that I would like to share with us. It is a word of encouragement. It is a word that um, may be prophetic to one or two persons. What I had in my spirit is, don't wash your net. Don't wash your net. Amen. I wouldn't know whom God is talking to, who God is talking to here. A lot of things are happening in the world, in our generation, all over the world. There seems not to be any place that is immune to, you know, uh, all that we are going through. Especially those of you in Europe, the war in Ukraine, I know it's affecting everything. Uh, petrol has gone up, diesel has gone up, uh, maybe so many things, gas is gone up. And over here in Nigeria, we don't even have petrol here. We don't, so many things are going on, kidnapping, killings, and, um, and so many people are really, really, really discouraged. But I had in my spirit, God said, tell my people, don't wash your net. And as many as have made up their mind to wash their net, to just look, I need rest, I need a break. God is saying to you this morning that do not be discouraged. So I'm going to read from Luke chapter, Luke chapter 5. We're going to read from verse 1 to 5, verses 1 through 5, Luke chapter 5, so that we can all, all follow at the same time. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesareth and saw two sheep standing by the lake, but the fishermen Visa men, not visa man, visa men were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and lay down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. But nevertheless, at thy word, I will lay down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their nets break. 
May God give someone who is discouraged this morning a net-breaking blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That is a net-breaking blessing if you refuse to give up. If you refuse to give up. One of the things that God is good at doing is um, God is, is good at, at surprising us. God is very, very good at surprising us. So uh, I have no doubt in my heart today that God Almighty, we, we, we surprise every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says, God told them, I mean, Jesus, Jesus appeared when they were washing their nets. They were washing their nets when Jesus appeared to them. Now, what is net washing? It means these people, you know, were tired. They had, you know, the scripture had it that they had walked all night. They had walked all night. They spent all the night walking. But at the same time, you know, they didn't catch anything. Nothing. They, they couldn't catch anything. So, uh, and they were discouraged. They were discouraged. They worked hard all night. And they became tired. You know, when one has worked hard and hasn't caught anything, there is nothing to encourage someone about. Especially that the multitudes were waiting for them. They have promised people, please come. You know, the Bible said there were multitudes by the seaside who went to who went to, to buy fish. <laughs> you know, they were waiting on the fishermen. Just bring out fish, we're ready to buy. It was a multitude there. Jesus said, wow. And you know, so these people were waiting on them. Some of them maybe must have taken some loan, you know, from these people. Uh, some people have pr uh, promised their wives, you know, when I come back, uh, maybe there's nothing to cook in the house. Don't worry, I'm going to say I'm going to bring money. Maybe school fees was waiting. Maybe house rent was waiting. Needs were waiting to be met. But at the same time, unfortunately, nothing happened. Everything went shower. Everything went bad. It's it's they were tired in their mind. They were tired in their body. Even their spirits were tired. And they they all night, in fact, all night and didn't catch anything. All night, all night. You know, some of us we have really spent time working, some of us have really spent time schooling, some of us have really spent time, you know trying to make ends meet, try to be something in life, you know, build, and things haven't worked, you know, according to our expectation. Now, why is it so? Why, why, why is it that, in, you know, they did not work to their expectation? They, 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 they didn't succeed. Not, that because, not because they were lazy, you know, but somehow somebody working on his effort, not counting. That's, that's one of the worst things that can happen. You know, when you walk, you want your effort to count, you want to see the fruit of your labor. That's one of the things that our parents uh, uh, used to pray for. You know, for us, you say, ah, may your effort count. May you not labor in vain in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, those are the prayers. But in the case of these people, I'm sure they must have prayed. They were disciples, but they didn't catch anything. They didn't catch anything. And then the crowd was waiting there. If the crowds were not there, maybe it would be better. I thought, ah, where is the fish now? Ah, okay. so maybe you collected, 
you collected money from me and then you said you give me fish. Where is the fish? Confusion everywhere. It was in the midst of that confusion. And then they came out, we said, well, we, are, we, we don't know what to do. They brought out their nets and they were washing their nets. Possibly washing their nets could mean that they want to have a relief for some time. They want to, they want to stay out of this kind of business for a while. By the time Jesus Christ came, they, 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 they were out of the water. And Jesus said, uh, and Jesus said, okay, Peter, come. You know, come, pull, pull, pull your ship back for me. I want to use it. I want to stand on the sea and then uh, inside your boat so that I'll be able to address this congregation. When Jesus saw the multi, wow, he felt he needed something. Another thing I want to let us know this morning is no matter what has happened, no matter your agitation, no matter your pathetic or, or uh, 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 how pathetic your plight is, you will you see. We need to listen to Jesus. Like when we we're praying this morning, the sister was leading prayer, was hammering on our here, our here, our here. I pray that no matter what is going on, no matter what the world is saying, what is important to us will be what Jesus Christ has to say in our situation. Now, mm -hmm. the, the, the Peter found himself in a very bad situation, a very terrible situation. But thank God that he did not foreclose the voice of Jesus. That is the most important thing. Now, no matter how serious our situations are, no matter how terrible, no matter how helpless or hopeless we feel, the voice of Jesus will just be the voice to silence every opposition. The voice of Jesus is just the, is what, what we need, is what, what is required to get things done. To thank God that when Jesus came, he spoke, and the, the man's ear had it. The man did not pretend that uh, he didn't hear what, um, what what Jesus had to say. The man had, and he obeyed, he obliged. You know, he said, mm, we have tried, though. we have done everything we know how to do. We are professional. You are not a professional. Jesus, may, you may look at Jesus as not being a professional, but actually, he is the profession of all profession. There is no profession we talk about. He owns them all. He created, Bible says, by him, all things, all things, which include all professions. So no matter the situation we are, it could be in our family, our marriage, it could be our job, it could be our profession, it could be our career, it could be our ministry, it could be even our health. Dr. Matt has spoken something, and then you felt, well, the final has been had. No, the final has not been had until God speaks. No matter who has spoken, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's not as important until God speaks. No matter what they said will happen or will not happen. So we must not close a matter when God has not said anything, when Jesus has not spoken. So they were going home, but Jesus said, no, this is not the time to go home. This is not the time to wash your neck. This is not the time to let go. We, we, and, and then the man obliged. The man obliged. So I want to encourage us this morning no matter what it is, no matter, you know, what we are going through, you know, they, they must have talked to themselves that they will not continue. Oh, yes, they looked and said, look, we can't continue this. They signaled to themselves and they all, fishermen, many of them, and they all came out of their boat and said, look, we are tired. There was no one to encourage the other. I want to pray for you this morning and trust God that no matter the situation you are going through, you will hear clearly. 
just as our sister has led the prayer, we shall hear clearly the voice of God. And when God speaks, there's no doubt about it, that's it. You see, when God speaks, it's, it's, it's difficult to ignore because he, his word comes with clarity. His words will come, come with authority. The, 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 the Pharisee said, never a man spoke like this, for his word is with authority. His word is with power. So I pray that no matter what you are going through, let your ear still be inclined to hearing what God has to say. There is no situation, just as like I said, there is no situation that 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 is difficult for God. The Bible says, "With God, nothing shall be impossible." The Bible says, "With God, all things are possible. All things are possible." So, are you looking around? You know. Feeling you have been left, be you have been left behind. It's, it's, it could be a possibility. The tree in the tower. We are not going to fight. We are not going to do anything. We are going home. We are frustrated. You know, maybe they, maybe they even have excuses for 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 their non-performance because some some of us will have excuses. Maybe it's because of this. Like when Jesus said, "It's let down the net." We will say, "Ah, we we have fished all the night." And then they, that's when fish come out in the night. So fish don't come out in the day. They they hide in the day because of sunlight. Now that day has broken and all that. So the, the, the fish we couldn't catch in the night. Is it now that we are going to we're going to catch it? So excuses. They they, they maybe they, 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 they there's, there's somebody to blame for that or there's something to blame for that. You know because we are we are too quick sometimes to apportion blame. We are too quick to look for fault. Even though there is no fault anywhere, we want to look for one, maybe for the cover. Maybe they could even resort into superstition. Uh, maybe maybe it's because of the person we met on the road when we were going, you know, all manner of, uh, all, all manner of superstition. But I want us to know something that that. It's very, very important and germane to our Christian life. Our ways are in the hand of God. You know, sometimes when it seems things are not working, maybe it's because God wants to take you from the normal to the to the extraordinary, from the ordinary to the extraordinary. Some like if we look at the life of Joseph, you know, all that Joseph faced from one step is like his case was getting worse, getting bad, getting worse, getting worse, getting worse all the time. But as far as everyone was concerned, or is concerned, the case of Joseph was getting better. Now, nobody can say, per se, that um, the case is getting better or getting worse, except to have heard from the Lord, except to know the mind of the Spirit. It is only the Spirit that can assess the situation. As long as we are human beings, we won't know whether the case is getting bad or getting worse. But because what we call worse might just be something very close to where you are going or where you should supposed to be. That's why we may not, you know, uh, like God's way. We may not, we may not, um, we may not uh, embrace the way of God, the leading of God. But sincerely, we cannot fault God's sincerity. We can't fault God's sincerity. It may look as the way it's rough, it's tough, things are hard, but at the same time, you 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 cannot you cannot fault the sincerity of God. God is sincere concerning his plan, God is sincere concerning his purpose. And when you as a human being thinks it's getting worse, that heaven may just be laughing that oh, it's getting better. 
like uh, when by the time uh, Joseph was taken to prison from Potiphar's house, wow, it looks as if the door was already closed. But the man was very close to where he was going. He was closer in, a, in at the prison. He was closer to the to the palace than when he was in Potiphar's house. When he was in Potiphar's house, he was close closer to the palace than when he was in the pit. Now, when he was in the pit, he was closer to Egypt than when he was in his father's house. But you see, this process, man, look, hey, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting farther and farther and farther away from home. But at this, at the same time, for every bus stop takes him closer to to the palace every bus stop but for every bus stop this seems to get hotter things get to get worse but in the realm of the spirit the man was moving closer every it was every step of the way was getting him closer and closer and closer if we look at the patriarch the, the men of the scriptures we will see that none of them passed through life as in you know knife uh, passing through butter there were issues in their life and these issues were the reasons why we, we are reading about them today. These issues are the reasons why their names are in the scripture. The scripture, you know, Jesus is the gospel, but we are the epistle. We are the epistle. I would say we are the epistle written in, in, in the hearts of men. So it, it, it's, it's, we are the epistle. We, we are still the scripture. People are still reading us. Today we are reading Abraham and we are glad that as also years a man can still be be, uh, be productive. We, we are reading about Joseph that no matter how far you have gone from home, that God can still take you to the place of his promise. Oh yes, that is it. So in our in our generation, we are we, we God still God is God is not passive. God is not asleep. God has not left this generation to the devil to to rule and to ruin. God, God, God is God is God is concerned about us. And sometimes when things are not going the way it's supposed to go, because, because the Bible says, you know, the, his ways are past finding out. As east is far from the west, so his ways are far from us. So sometimes, you know, when things don't it doesn't work the way it's supposed to work. It's, it is the plan of God to, 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 to rework it, to make sure the thing works according to his plan. For example, if we look at the case of, of this man in uh, the blind man in the, in the book of John chapter 6, you know, the, the, the man was born blind. Now, when the man was to be, uh, to be born, the devil made sure that the man would not see. He would not see anything right from his back. And then God looked and said, ah, why would the devil hate this family like this? Just a child they have, and then he was born blind. What, what kind of situation? And Jesus stepped in and said, no, I'm going to change the situation. You know, So the devil, the devil is author, but he cannot be a finisher. That's why Jesus is author and finisher. Now, look at what the devil has planned. And, 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 and then when, the, when Jesus met the man, he said, oh, you know, he healed the man. And then they, they, they asked Jesus and said, well, who sinned? Who sinned? It must have been sin that have caused this. But they were shocked when Jesus said, nobody sinned. So sometimes some things we go through, we begin to blame ourselves. Maybe we have committed sin. Maybe we have done one thing or the other. You know, the one time like that, I remember when I was in school and I was a bit sick. And uh, one brother was telling me, as you check yourself, you know, I said, oh, if, why, 
Why will I? Why will I? What am I checking myself for? I, as far as I'm, I, I know, I'm not a liar. I'm not a fornicator. I'm not this or so. I, I believe. Even if I've committed an offense, myself and the devil, we are not in relationship. We are not. We are not in any together so the devil has no power over me he has no right you know over me to 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 direct me the bible says uh, in the book of um efficient chapter is it chapter 2 verse 19 he said we are no more strangers we are no more foreigners we have become citizens with the same and members of the household of god as i belong to the household of god and the household i belong to there is no sickness there's no affliction the father doesn't afflict his children with sickness. The father doesn't afflict his, his children with disease. So it's I belong to, to the Heavenly Father. I belong to the family of God. So in that family, they don't afflict with sickness. It's only Satan that afflicts this. And I'm not in that kingdom because the Bible says God has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us to the kingdom of his dear son. So I just I just I just told him that look, it's in the kingdom I belong. There's, there's, there's no infirmity. So Satan is always the one, you know, planting things that are contrary, planting things that are completely, you know, contrary to our welfare and our well-being. But the plan of God, Jesus said, well, this is the plan of the devil for this boy to be to, to be born blind and to frustrate this family and to cause this family to live in perpetual sorrow. But Jesus Christ came to give life. He said, the devil cometh not but to steal and to kill. But I have come that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly. Some things we go through could be, could be orchestrated, you know. I mean, could be started by the devil. But, but God meant it for, for good. You know, God meant it for good. Like Joseph said, he said, you, all of you meant evil. But God meant it for good. So no matter the evil that's been planned against us, we must understand that God meant all for, for good. Now, the devil was the one behind this, um, this barrenness of business. How could people fish from morning to night? I mean, from evening to morning, spend all night, remove their clothes, did everything, and they didn't catch anything. That was the plan of the devil. But Jesus Christ came to the scene. Now, Jesus Christ coming to the scene is to make sure that, you know, the, 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 the ordinary become extraordinary. Now, if they had fished, if they had fished, if they had been allowed to, to fish, you know, in the, uh, in the night, maybe they would have caught some few fishes and all that, that they would have been satisfied. But God wanting to surprise them, God wanting to use that to introduce, use himself. You know, sometimes God uses our situations to introduce himself to us. To, and God uses our situation to also glorify his name. Now he's very active. He's still the God of all flesh. He's still the God of all possibilities. He's, he's still Alpha and Omega. He's still active. God has not retired. Nobody can retire him. The situation of the world cannot retire God. The men and and and, uh, and government and authority cannot retire. But God is still God, and God is still at work. So God is still at work in our lives. And so sometimes when He wants to show Himself strong, when He wants to introduce Himself to us, He comes to us when we are at our wit's end. When we are at our wit's end, so He allows Satan to block all the fishes from coming out. But when Jesus came to the scene. 
he put an end to the work of Satan. So I don't know what is it that you are going through, but something, the Spirit of God is telling me that it's just a bait for God to reach out to you. You are going through this stress, you are going through this, you know, this uh, crisis, you are going through this confusion in your marriage, in your career, in your job, you know, you, you're looking at like like there were other ships there, you know, too. Maybe those ones will have caught. Maybe it was only the ship of um, Peter that wasn't uh, that didn't catch anything. And then you are looking around and thinking, oh, uh, my, I was I was I started this this business before this person. I started I got married before this person. Now this person, you know, has has the children. I don't have this one has a stable job. I don't have. You know, when Peter looked around, he must have seen some some of his friends catching fish, but himself didn't catch anything. Himself couldn't couldn't catch anything. That would have discouraged him. Looking around sometimes, well, the things you see, it, it makes you look um, it makes you look somehow somehow like 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 Joseph in prison. He, 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 he had seen people being released from prison, even people he gave prophecy to. Even people, people that, that you know that ask him, but you see, why is it that why is it that God did not allow Joseph to be released, you know, to be remembered by that woman, uh, or, or, by, by the man, the 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 wine, the cup bearer to the king? Why is it that God just made sure that the man did not re- remember Joseph? Okay, yes, because if the man had re- remembered Joseph, maybe the best he could do was Joseph to work with him in the palace as cup bearer. Okay. Joseph, go and wash this cup, go and wash the plate, go and do this. But God knew the plan of God is much more than that. So sometimes in our lives, when our expectations are not met, it is because God is greater than that your expectation. As far as heaven is concerned, that expectation may be looking too small. That expectation may be looking too, you know, too little compared with the plan, you know, that heaven you know, has has orchestrated for us. So, so God, God made sure that, and it pained Joseph. It pained him. Ah, this woman is over a year now. It's over how many years? That, I mean, this man that I helped him. I even gave him prophecy. You know, sometimes we we look at oh, we have helped this person. Now I'm in trouble. Why would this person not help me? When God discovered that the help of this person at best. At most, what what will it fetch? You? What will it do for you? It won't take you to where God is taking you, and it is just going to block all that God has planned. So God will make sure that that help does not come. As far as I'm concerned in life, I don't blame people, you know, for not helping me. I don't blame people for not doing some things that I feel they should do. I just feel that okay, maybe God didn't put it in their heart. God didn't lay it in their heart. So if God lays something on somebody's heart, it's difficult for that person to say no to it. Uh, otherwise, the person will face the consequence. So Joseph knew, you know, he, he, I mean, he didn't know that God had a better plan, a greater plan for him. What if that? So sometimes when things don't work our way, let us be positive. It's not every crisis that we go through that that culminates in into into negative results. No, there are things we go through because of the plan and the ways of God. Look, the Bible says the the Israelites will have gotten to the promised land within forty days, but at the same time, it will have just been not getting there forever. 
So God had to weigh the options. So which one is better, to delay or not to get there at all? Because the way these sellers were going, God looked at it. That if they had gone the way of the wilderness, these, the, the Egyptians would have overpowered them. And then they would have returned. And it's just like the, the GPS that we use in our car. <clears throat> when, they, <clears throat> when it asks you to turn right, uh, they run about, take the first exit, or all those things, and you don't take the exit. Then sometimes some of them will say recalculating. You have to recalculate, so you have to keep driving. And then the thing will recalculate and then take you back to the road. So God looked at it and said, if I have allowed these people to go to the wilderness, God saw that Pharaoh will pounce on them and take them back, and there's no way back for them again. God said, no, I think the best alternative. So you may not like God's way, you may, but you cannot fault God's sincerity. God is sincere because whatever he does endures. God does not do things temporary. And we human beings, we are too used to temporary things, temporary relief. No, when God wants to give you a relief, he wants to give you freedom, not just a relief. God wants to give you liberty. God wants to set you free. The Bible says that if the, the, the Son of God has said to you, you'll be free indeed. It's, it's freedom indeed, not respite, not relief. No, that's what we human beings seek. You know, immediately there's crisis. We're thinking about uh, about shame. We're thinking about, you know, all the difficulties we are going to pass through and trying to wash our net. Okay, looking for the quick option, looking for a way out. But if we look at just the Patrick, like I said, okay, let's use, let me stay on Joseph. The, his ways were, were very tough it's, and rough. The brothers, the Potiphar's wife, blackmail, all manner. And then God was still in it. God was still using everything. So every part of our way, God is involved. As long as you are a child of God, every, there is no part of your way that God is not involved. There is no bus stop you get to that you don't find God there. God is not absent from our bus stops. God is not absent from our journeys in life. He shows up in all our journey. So in the, in the case of Joseph, when Joseph got to the place that God knew was is going to be his final destination, God took over. He allowed the enemy to keep pushing. And as the enemy pushes, God guides. So even in your difficulties in your marriage, in your difficulties in your career, the difficulties in your health, and all that you are going through, you are still being guided by the Spirit of God. There is no how God will allow Satan to take absolute control of your way. Now, what if Joseph had been sold to people not going to Egypt? Maybe he has been sold to people going to Syria or, or Lebanon, you know, or going to Philistine. You know, what will have happened? The plan and the purpose of God will, will not come to pass. So for every of the way, there's still a guide by the Lord. So I want to believe that wherever you are now, God is still teleguiding your journey. God is still very much involved in this journey. And I know this journey is not going to end in, in failure. It's not going to end in frustration. God Almighty is going to take absolute control in the mighty name of Jesus. So I wrote some things here which I will just read briefly. I said God sometimes allows us to come to our wit's end so we can experience the power that is available to us in him. So that we can experience 
the power that is available to us in him. There is a power that is available to us in our God. Every step of our way, every day of our journey, even as we woke up this morning, he was the one that woke us up. It was not your alarm. It was God. It was God who woke you up this morning. It is God that is giving you the energy, the listening here to, to listen to this message. God is involved in everything. Number two, I said, you are part of God's plan. Every one of us, in Genesis chapter 18, God made uh, with downward. He made Abraham to realize that Abraham was in his plan. Abraham said, oh God, what would thou give me? In chapter 17, the seeing that I am going childless, God said, I don't see what you are seeing. That's the difference, brethren. God cannot see what you are seeing now. What God sees concerning your life is different from what you see. What you see is the storm, but God sees you be, you know, beyond the storm. What Egypt, what what uh, Moses was seeing in Egypt was Pharaoh, but God was seeing Moses getting out. The Israelites getting out. The Israelites were seeing themselves in bondage, seeing themselves in servitude. But God was seeing them. The day God called Moses, he told him that when you are out of this place, you will worship me on this mountain. As far as God was concerned, it was it was a done deal. There are issues of your life now, it's a done deal. There are issues of your relationship, it's a done deal. There are issues of your career, it's a done deal. There, is a, there are issues of your dream, it's a done deal. It's, it's done. It's, 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 God has done it. God has finished it. You know, these people had not even approached Pharaoh. And God was already telling Moses that after you have approached the man, you will come out of the place. And it will be a sign to you that this right, this place that I call you, you will worship me on this same mountain, that Mount Sinai. It came to pass as God has said it. Now, when God says a thing, it is as good as it's done. When God gives a check, you just keep, you, you can't. We can start spending the money because his word will not will not fail. The Bible says his word is settled forever on earth and in heaven. The Bible says that the word of God, you know, will not go void until it must certainly accomplish the purpose for which God has sent it. So, so, so that is what God does. So, God may not consult. I mean, uh, consult us before carrying out his agenda. No. He, he, he called Sarah and he had a plan that at social age, he was going to use her to surprise the world, to be a message to the world. He called Hannah to be a message to the world. He called Elijah to be a message to the world. He called Mary to be a message to the world. He called Joseph to be a message to the world. He called Moses. He called David, Shadrach, Messiah, Abednego to be a message to the world. So, you too, you are called likewise to be a message to the world. You are not called to be frustrated. You are not called to be, you know, to be, to be, to be uh, frustrated. No, you are called to be a message to your world. So whatever you are going through, is you are not going to be messed up. It's going to result in a message. So Elijah said, Lord, take my life. I have had enough. Elijah too was washing his neck. Even a prophet who was trying to wash his neck, God said, no, I'm not finished with you. I still have my plans for you. And uh, God gave him food that took him, you know, 40 days on the journey. 40 days on the journey, God gave him food. You know, that's that's food of encouragement. That's that's food that brings extra strength. That's not carbohydrate. That was not, um, you know, it's, it's, it's God's strength. It comes from God. 
And I'm praying that God will give you too, listening to me this morning, who have lost strength, who have lost courage, that heaven will encourage you in that matter. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I am too sure that heaven will encourage you. Heaven, 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 you have been selected by heaven as a message, and you'll be a message to your generation in the mighty name of Jesus. Abraham, Abraham at the point stopped, you know, sleeping with his wife. He said, of, of what use is that? So he, he stopped, he washed his neck and stopped. Of what use is that? What a waste of my time. What a waste of my energy, you know? But, um, you know, that's, 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 that's all about that. And uh, God said, no, that's not a waste of time. That's not a waste of your energy. You know, what, what, what has she done with all that I have given to her? And he was discouraged. But God came and said, no, this Sarah will still, will still give you a son, a son of promise, a type of Christ will still come out of her. And God, God fulfilled his word. Abraham became a message through his mess. Abraham became a message through his crisis. Abraham became a message, you know, through his troubles. So you too, through whatever you are going through this morning, I see everything becoming a message. I've seen so many of my challenges in life becoming a message. If I sit down here and begin to tell, begin to tell you about my journey in life, you'll be surprised. But almost all my ordeals, all the, my bus stops in life have become a message because they have all turned out for good. They've all turned out for good. And I've no doubt in my mind that whatever bus stop you are in, whatever situation you are faced with this morning, it will all turn out for good in the mighty name of Jesus. God Amen. told Abraham, look up. Are you looking down? It's time to look up. Look at the river and see how it flows. Look at the cloud and see the blessings of God gathering for you. Look at the sun and see the brightness of tomorrow. It will all come out good for you. Stop looking down. All you see is when you look down, what, what do you see? You see your fall. So look up. Stop looking around. If you look around, what are you going to see? You will feel hopeless if you look around. If you look around. But if you start looking up, you will see the star rising. You will see you will see help coming from above. The man said, I will look up onto the hills where my help come from. For my help come from God. I know somebody's mess this morning is turning to a message. I know somebody's crisis this morning is going to be the reason for a turnaround, for a big catch. The embarrassment of the embarrassment of, 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 of Peter became a message. He had a big catch. In fact, his net was breaking. People must have been laughing at him when he was throwing his net. You know, others did not throw their net. It was only Peter that threw his net. If others have obeyed, they have acted to what Jesus said, all of them will have had a net-breaking net breaking, uh, miracle. But it was only Peter. He said, at your word, he said, who is this man? When you were, where is he? I've not seen him in this uh, river fishing before. So is he the one to come and tell us, you know, this, uh, this time around, when we know that fishes don't come out? Peter did not look at his psychology, did not look at his experience, did not look at his expertise. Let's be open to the Spirit of God. As long as we are open to the Spirit of God, the power of God is there to, 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 to bring to pass the purpose of God in our lives, what God has planned for us 
it can never fail. The plan of God did not fail in the life of Job. Job said, well, don't even bother to think that I'm going to wash my net. I'm going to give up. No, <laughs> Job said, I will wait until my change come. I will wait until my change come. So it was for their good that they didn't catch anything at the initial stage. But eventually it paid. It paid them heavily. They caught far more than what they would have ordinarily caught. See, trials and challenges don't always end in the negative. That is it. Let's not be, 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 be negative about what we are going through. The Bible says all things, all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. All things, not many things, not some things. Everything you are going through now will work for good. Everything you are going through will not end in the negative. Every of your situation, challenges, whatever, ups and downs, failure, whatever, it will end for good. When I was reading this verse about about um, uh, uh, Samson, I, I I I was taken aback when the Bible says that even the even all that uh, Samson what what happened in his life it was that God might seek occasion against his enemy. So even the even the fall arising of of Samson, it everything God God knew about everything. God was there. To tell you God, God was there to recover him, and, they, mm. and over five thousand people were killed that day. Now I, they, I don't know what the, the man will do, what Samson will do in his lifetime that will make him kill five thousand people at once. But you see, so it's everything. At the end of the day, you look back. That thing that looks so bad, that thing that looks so negative, that mm. thing that looks, you know, it's incomprehensible. You you just see how God. You know, turns it around. Look at how God turned the, the cry, the weeping of Abraham. Look at Joseph, for example, his brothers that hated him. You look at the woman that blackmailed blackmail him and all that. And but at the end of the day, Joseph said it turned out for good. That's what Joseph said. At the when he was writing his 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 the story of his life. He said, everything turned out for good. Everything turned out for good. I, 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 I want to believe God that I'm speaking to, some, to someone this morning. And over that situation, I stand with you this morning, and I say, it shall turn out for good in the name of Jesus. Amen. It shall turn out for good in the name of Jesus. It's going to turn out for good in the name of Jesus. Amen. That situation you are going through now will result in praise. It will result in testimony. That is Amen. the end of it. You know, all that Joseph went through resulted in the party. So let the party begin, brethren. Let the party begin. Begin to plan the party of your testimony. Begin to plan the party of your celebration. All that happened, all that Joseph went through when he was to reveal himself to his brethren, it is the party. They roll out the drums and and God took control. So I, I, I just so keep planning your testimony. Your testimony day. Keep, keep planning about how you are going to invite people. Keep planning yeah. about the cooking, everything that, that all that you are going through now. How you are begin to plan your testimony. That's that's usually that's my secret. Each time I'm going through stuff, I'm going through crisis, then I begin to think about my test my testimony. So when I come out of this storm, this uh, I will testify. I will tell people this is what I went through, but see what the Lord has done, and it always come out good. 
it always come out good, even better than I imagined that it will come out. So this morning, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, I send it to you this morning, brothers and sisters, that it will turn out good. It will turn out good. Amen. Don't, don't wash your neck. Don't wash your neck. Don't wash your neck. The Bible says, who said it in the comment to pass? When the Lord commanded it not, everything that Satan is doing, commanding in your life, it will not see the light of the day. It's only the will of God that shall come to pass. It's only the word of God that shall come to pass. Just just keep holding up. Just keep being steadfast. Just keep praising God. Just keep, you know, taking steps of faith and believing God that it will all turn out for good. The case of of Cedric Mesa, Abednego, it turned out for good. They turned mm -hmm. out for promotion, from fire to promotion. The case of Daniel, from Lion's Den to becoming a prime minister. The mm -hmm. case of um, Mordecai, from a gallo to becoming mm -hmm. a prime minister. It will always turn out for good. I can mm -hmm. name it and name it and go through it from Genesis to Revelation. It always turn out for good. When Paul came out of the of the storm, there was a snake that fastened out. He shook the snake into the fire. It always come out for good. Yes, let's begin to worship God this morning. He's turning out for good. The blindness of that man, it was for good. Jesus said it was not evil. Death of Lazarus, Jesus said it was evil. Now the man died, Jesus said it was for good. Jesus raised him from the dead. Thank you. 
Father, in the name that is above every name. Hallelujah. Your word, your word in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 say, We do not know as we ought to know. Which means there are many things we cannot know in this life. But verse 28 says, We know. Which also means that it is true we may not know many things, but at least there's one thing that we need to know. And that one thing in that verse 28 that we need to know is that all things work together for good. We may not know math, we may not know geography, but we know that all things work together for good. It will come out good. All things work together for good. The life of Abraham came out for good. The life of Sarah came out for good. Oh, yes. The Samson came out for good. Uh, Daniel came out for good. Moses came out for good. So, Lord, our own is not going to be an exception. So, every question you are going through this morning is coming out for good in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. You will testify that matter over it now. It will end in the party. It will end in the celebration. Thinking and dancing. It will end Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. We gather, people will celebrate. People will say, What a mighty God you serve. They came, they celebrated with Joseph. They came, they rejoiced with Joseph. His father still saw him. His father said, Nothing will comfort me ever. But no, until he saw Joseph. And he saw Joseph, he was comforted. He saw Joseph, he died smiling. He died, you know, the man who thought he was going to die in sorrow. I pity. He saw Joseph. He was in the hand of Joseph that he gave up the ghost. Oh, it ended up well for him. He laid hands upon all his children. He prophesied. He didn't die frustrated. You are not going to die frustrated. Frustrated. Frustration is far away from you. Shame is Amen. For good in the name of Jesus. For good. For good. For good. It will turn out for good. It coming out for good. For the beauty, for the glory of God to be revealed. This is for the glory of God. When Lazarus died, the Bible said, This is for the glory of God. This death, this sickness is not unto death. This is for the glory of God. What you are going through is not for your shame. What you are going through is for your death. It's for the glory of God. 
it is for the glory of God. And for the glory of God shall it end. For the glory Amen. of God. For the glory Amen. of God we celebrate. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. I declare according to the word of God, it shall come out for good for you. Amen. Of Jesus. All things work together for good, for good. Yes, not Lord. for bad, not for evil, not for shame. Yes, but for the good of them that call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. And so shall it be concerning you in the name Amen. of the Father, in Amen. the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Jesus, precious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.